Dewey Do, a podcast discussing wealth management and financial planning, hosted by the founder and CEO of Great Lakes Wealth, Dewey Stephan, alongside radio personality, Kyle Bogey. All right, here we go. Episode 13 of the What Do We Do podcast. Kyle Bogey, Dewey Stefan, you know us by now, but uh, we are adding a, a third component, at least for this episode. We'll see if he uh, you know can be with us here moving forward, but uh, a guy who's been with us producing this behind the scenes, Mike Sullivan. Uh, I know, Dewey, you're really excited to get him uh, on board here for episode 13. We're excited that he's here, and primarily because another one, a guy with one name, Sully. <laughs> I got Bogey, and I got Sully. And Dewey. And Perfect. Dewey. Perfect. So, <laughs> yes, yeah, so well. welcome aboard, Sully. We're glad to have you officially it, on the uh, airwaves. You've been involved since uh, moment one, and I'm excited to have you guys um, explain you know, what you're doing now and how you've been uh, you know, able to partner with Great Lakes Wealth, and it's going to be an awesome episode 13. One thing cool for me, Dewey, too, is that obviously I've been able to do it behind the scenes and, and kind of line make you guys look good, right? I think that I've done a good job with that so far, at least. As I said, episode <laughs> one, I have a face for radio, baby. Oh, you so. make me look great. So, well, we, Sully is sat here and have to, had to listen to us for 12 episodes up to this point without being the, able to say anything. I'll tell you what, you know? for all the clients listening, we played on the golf course with Dewey. What a great guy to have it on the course just to play. Uh, but no, one thing I want to say too, Dewey, is that, you know, as I mentioned, obviously behind the scenes, I've kind of been able to work on this and and make you guys look good and, and really help you guys structure everything here. And one thing too, though, on my end is that I've also been able to listen from a not only producer standpoint, co-host standpoint, whatever you want to call it, but from just a listener standpoint. And I think that there really is throughout the course of this podcast, there's certain things that just stick out. And I'll tell you what, right off the bat, one of them that stuck out to me was a line that you mentioned several episodes ago about the average millionaire. You know what I'm talking about? I do. We talked about it on the golf course. So the I average uh, spoil the surprise. The average millionaire has seven streams of revenue of income, and that's one thing that I wanted to at least chat with you about. Now that I'm making my debut on the What Do We Do podcast, but this is very exciting. I, no, I, I think that that's one thing too. Where you know, here at Great Lakes Wealth, you guys more than anything would preach something like that. You would talk about how important it is to have multiple streams of revenue. And I think that, if anything, people need to realize it's important to not just have one revenue stream, but to work to have several. Yes, absolutely. When you are retired, you're going to hope that you have Social Security as that second income stream. But if you're just banking on your current income stream now and your retirement and then the Social Security... I don't think you're going to have the retirement that you uh, you know you really want, right? See, and let me ask you that too. It's funny you say that. What would you think? You know, obviously, I think that's a very hot topic right now with Social Security, and and I'm not holding you to this answer. Well, we're never going to see that. Well, that well, I don't well, think that, you and I right will there, ever no. see that. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to hold you to this, Dewey, by any means, or, or this isn't some sort of official answer. But I really do think that whether it's in the news, whether it's just people talking, that that is a very topic, hot topic right now in terms of Social Security. People like me, I'm 27, right? A lot of people wonder, when you're 62, when you're 65, when you're that age, do you think Social Security is still going to be around? How should a younger person like myself even view that, knowing that there's a lot of chatter right now about the, the future of Social Security? Well, the simple answer is that you should plan on it not being there right. in terms of what you put together for your family and for your quote-unquote retirement plan. 
You know what I'm saying? So I would I would put my plan together without that being there, but I'm going to absolutely expect that it is there for when I need it and for when both of you you know need it. And let's hope that we actually don't need it. And you know we'll see. But frankly, they were talking about the fact that Social Security wouldn't be there. You know when I was 27. I mean I know it was many 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 moons ago, <laughs> but the conversation was there. It won't it's be always there. not too, not too long ago. Come on, not too long ago. I'm kidding. But uh, you don't know what the future holds. The latest conversation, you know, four or five years ago was maybe um, allowing the uh, retirement Social Security person to be able to self-direct their Social Security dollars so that it's not just the guaranteed amount that you would be getting because of the interest payment that was made, but you could take the chance to put it into the market in a 401k style, whatever the case is. So, you know, that hasn't been addressed anytime lately, I think maybe a year or two ago by the current president. But all that to say, long story short, I do believe it will certainly be there for your generation Mm -hmm. and the generation after you. But we do all of our planning here without that being a component. And then we also will do the official plan for the client with that as a component. See, how is someone able to calculate that, too? I know, Kyle, you know, you are just a few years older than me. We're kind of in the same boat in terms of planning and stuff. But I'll be 31 in a few days. I'm uh, getting more old, than a so few like, years, Oh, yes. man. But <laughs> how would you um, say that to people in terms of the calculation aspect of it? I know that you guys on your website, greatlakeswealth.us, have a ton of calculators and tools and whatnot. Is there a Social Security tool to be able to calculate or is that a is that a so bogey, irs website bogey, or what? bogey are you sure he's been around for the first 12 episodes <laughs> he, and it's he's been here okay. he hasn't been listening i don't think as <laughs> okay. much as he needed okay. to i'm telling okay. you and i've I, learned a ton i don't know that he's taken a bunch out of it you guys have the, the compound interest calculator <laughs> right, i don't know right. if you have a social so, security one great question so i'm actually just giving you a hard time yeah. uh, we do that we only kid the ones we love there's one of my little <laughs> cliches for the day we only kid the ones we love uh, i know you're man of cliches i've learned that i and, love that <laughs> We have not mentioned that yet, but no, yeah. if, if you go and pull your Social Security benefit report, okay. they used to mail them annually. They don't anymore. You have to go download them from the uh, government site, but it tells you what your dollar amount will be when you turn 65, when you turn 67, whatever age is and it's older, and you can take your Social Security at a younger age, um, 62 or right. 65, and it's not, it's not as much as if you wait till you're 72 and 75, et cetera. So I encourage you to uh, go get that statement, that report, and that would be your simplest calculation of what you would expect. And then we actually use that to um, go into a more complex calculation of retirement dollars uh, for our clients. That's good advice for don't plan on it being there, but you know, if anything, plan for the opposite. Like you said just now, plan on it not being there. Plan on being able to save via other avenues so you're not expecting or relying on the Social Security to be there. I mean, Kyle, you've talked about even the past episodes too, about not only college planning, but really... You know, just that retirement planning in terms of what to expect once you are that age. Well, and, and that's where, you know, Great Lakes Wealth and, and Dewey and his team, you know, really come in in all seriousness. And, and we'll get to, you know, our ventures and, you know, what we've been doing and the fact that we've been able to partner with you guys. And it's been very exciting. But, you know, for you, Dewey, th- this this really is a, you know, very personal for you. Th- this is your, your business. This is, you know, what you've wanted to do. It's what you've wanted to build. And, you know, Mike and I, you know, I, I certainly I think could speak for both of us. We've been inspired uh, you know, by learning about, you know, how you kind of got into this and how you branched out of, you know, the, the corporate world and yep. have been able to build something on your own. So I, I guess along those lines, what, what 
does Great Lakes Wealth mean to you? And I guess how valuable is it to think about you setting up, you know, all of these various clients, you know, for the rest of their lives? Well, you know, our mission is to provide Wall Street solutions with Main Street values to our clients and the communities we serve, right? And that actually goes to why this podcast even came about, because the communities we serve, as I mentioned in the trailer or episode one, whatnot, our clients hear from us on a monthly or a quarterly basis uh, proactively. We have a communication uh, service system in place that uh, dictates that. So they know what we're thinking and what we're doing and how we're going about what we do. But the community is kind of left to just figure it out. You may have a financial advisor at a full service firm, a Wall Street firm, if you will, that's here locally. Maybe you know you're not getting all the attention that you would need, you would want from them because it's too big time. Uh, maybe you're at a local community firm, and maybe your uh, situation is um, you know more complex than they're usually used to handling. And so without, again, picking on any type of firm, but there are firms that are really built for clients with $2.5 million and more. Some are for $10 million and more. Others are really best at, you know, to handle th- those accounts that are 100000 mm-hmm. and less. And in you know, this business, just like the banking business or any type of, I guess, you know, client business, sometimes you just take on any client you can because that's what your, you know, your boss wants you to do or you're told to do and program. We don't do that here, right? We have a minimum of $100,000 to become a client. Our sweet spot is probably the, you know, potential client or client that has 500000 to $2.5 million of investable assets. Um, and that's really known as the emerging affluent. We also refer to them kindly as the millionaires next door. Um, We don't want to be talking over people or to people. We want to be helping people. When you say millionaires next door, obviously you just kind of laid out the parameters in terms of 500 grand to two and a half million, whatever it might be. But what exactly does that mean? The millionaire next door? Is that the small business owner? Is that the person who is... Not that Kyle and I are at that level yet, but Kyle and I, someone, you know, we've started a business. We've really tried to uh, work on launching and building the business properly and correctly, and, and we'll continue to do that. But do you view the millionaire next door as someone just as that in terms of American small business owner who's going to just try to launch and build a local business? Well, it's not necessarily a small business owner. It certainly could be, but it's just anyone that's from, you know, middle America. I mm-hmm. don't want to say, you know, upper middle class and right. pigeonhole right. something, mm-hmm. but it's really those that don't understand all this stuff to the detail that you really need to. But we have a lot of clients that, frankly, if you asked them, they would say, I don't understand, you know, all the jargon and the language this is you know not what i do i farm my fields i you know build my buildings but again the financial speak is very uh specific and others say they have it all figured out they're in a boardroom all day they have meetings you know with their you know financial analysts all day and so they may be in a situation that they might not need as much um, day-to-day help again when we say wall street solutions meaning we can get access to the most sophisticated products and investment solutions that are and offerings that are out there that maybe the neighborhood financial advisor 
doesn't have access to. And there's a you know a host of reasons as to why. The main one is I spent over 20 years at two of the largest firms that are from Wall Street, if you will. But the other part of it is you may not need all of that, all of that, you know, sophisticated type of financial planning, but you also, you know, might be overcharged if you don't know what a fair fee is for the service you're getting. So it's not, you know, complicated. It just is like everything else. You need to do the work. And, you know, I go to my doctor, I just, do what he says, and sure. I listen to what he tells me, and I do research and ask questions back. But, you know, you want to have a professional in your corner, especially in this day and age. Yeah, and you can, uh, of course, find out, you know, more information, greatlakeswealth.us. But I, I would ask, too, you know, w- what has it been like for you communicating what you learned with those, you know, 20 years-ish, you know, in that world, you know, in the, the Wall big Street, firms. you know, world? Yeah, the big firms and all of that. Communicating that... I guess, with your team, you know, in a way where you want to bring the, the, the main street values, as you like to call it, I guess, what, what has that been like over the last several years growing Great Lakes wealth with your team? Yeah, it's been fantastic. And we're truly blessed. I mean, we have an amazing team. We're up to seven employees. Now we started with three episode one, we talked about the genesis of the firm. So we won't go through all that again, but you know, we just won the WDIV, you know, uh, best financial advisor, Metro Detroit, for the fourth year in a row. The, we've only been in business four years, so we won it every year we've been in business. Um, we're voted one of the fastest growing advisory firms in the United States by wealthmanagement.com for 2019. Um, that's got to mean a lot to you. That's so cool. Too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, that's great. Yeah, I guess. Thank you. Yes. But um, it's again, it's, it's, it's exciting. It's, um, you know, many hands make light work, as we've said, and the team here from our operations team in the front to the advisory team in the back. It's truly a collective effort. And as they say, Sully, teamwork makes, <laughs> makes the, the dream, dream work. work. I finished your sentence for you. I love that. Let me jump in and ask this, though, too, because as much as I love that quote, I feel like, you know, you're with your slogan and your and your not even slogan, your mission statement, you know, Wall Street solutions, Main Street values, right? If you had to explain to people that were listening, how exactly would you describe Main Street values? What I mean by that is I think that Wall Street solutions, everyone probably has a decent understanding of Wall Street, of financial investing, of the stock market, that type of thing. Everyone kind of knows what Wall Street solutions might mean. But when you say Main Street values, does that mean your local community-based values? Does it mean uh, certain core principles to you? What, What exactly, I guess, how would you describe Main Street values in a nutshell? So that's a great question. And I'm very glad that you asked it because we talk about it here on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. We have clients all over the country and we actually have clients around the world. And we say that Wall Street is the same everywhere, right? And again, this is in general terms uh, for our listeners, but in general terms on Wall Street, you're trying to, as the client, you're trying to make as much money as you can for the degrees of risk you're willing to take, yep. right? So the Wall Street is universal, as you said. We want to make our retirement happen. We want to do whatever it is from a financial perspective within the, um, you know, the degrees of risk or within the boundaries that we're setting. Fair enough? Absolutely. Bogey's yep. still here. See? <laughs> now, 
Now, Main Street depends on where you're at. And we tell the team that Main Street in Dallas, Texas, is different than Main Street in Detroit, Michigan, which sure. is different than Main Street in San Francisco, California, which is different than Main Street down in South Florida, right? right. So we actually take the Main Street on a, either a client-by-client basis of where they are, and not, again, not geographically, you know, per se. If we had an office in that town, then it would be. If that town got together every Saturday morning and had a pancake breakfast, we would have someone from our team at that pancake breakfast. Mm. If this town worked, you know, the night shifts on Thursdays, well, we would be working the night shifts on Thursdays. So we truly want to be a partner in our community to help it not just survive, but thrive. And so right here in Metro Detroit, you know, where our office is located, we, uh, we do that. We have hours that accommodate the, the, working clients in this town that we have, but we're also talking to our West Coast clients, talking to the uh, the clients we have around the world, you know, on on their time, if you will. The the community involvement, the small business, you know, side of things, something that we certainly believe in uh, and what we're doing. We can get to that again, you know, in, I guess, you know, in just a little bit. But, you know, as far as I guess, you know, that is concerned, the, the community aspect, you know, of what you guys are doing, I guess, what are the goals, you know, for you guys, for, for you, Dewey, Stefan, for Great Lakes Wealth over the next several years? What, what do you want to eventually become? Because you've already done so much here over the first four years. Well, we just want to keep growing, you know, one client at a time, one relationship at a time. It's been as much about providing, um, you know, the best services, the best solutions, um, the best service from our team to our clients. But we also, through all of uh, COVID-19, have learned that we're, you know, we're responsible for our employees. And, you know, I... I take that responsibility very seriously, and mm-hmm. I know that uh, the rest of the management team does. Yeah. But also, I appreciate and it makes me excited to want to hire a new person and bring someone else on board. And that comes to educating and learning. Again, uh, we were kidding uh, as you first got on the air with us today, Sully, but we were talking earlier about the knowledge and learning and talking, whether that's about, again, the income streams that millionaires have to, yep. to um, you know, Investing in options, right? To oh, love right? that. Don't, I know. So we're going to do an episode. I heard. I heard. Bogey, did you hear? Sully's in the options. Is he really? Wow. Just how step much, aside. I'll take care of that episode. Right. How much time a day do you dedicate towards that, Mike? Wow. Not a lot. No. Right. Not now that he's a small business owner. I I, I suggest not as much as I'd like to. I, I suggested that he doesn't do that all day long if he's going to be running a successful business. But yeah, all that to say, right? That um. You know, as I've now got almost 25 years of experience doing this, I love sharing that experience and that education that I've acquired um, with clients. I certainly know an, an informed consumer is your best client and your best partner, right? So I love sharing it with our clients, what we're um, looking at and what we're thinking about and all those fun things, but also to our, our, our team, uh, we're always explaining uh, best practices or what we're thinking about and what may be having, happening from the financial services perspective, but also just from common sense. You know, I've been around a decade or two more than you guys. So if I can share some of that and keep you out of harm's way, you know what they say, another one. If you don't learn from the past, you're doomed to repeat it. There you go. Love so it. I've heard if that. I can yeah. keep you, if I can keep you bobbing and weaving a little bit, we're gonna do our best. See, and that's that's right there too. And you've been, you know, giving us various pieces of uh, tips and, and advice as we've started our business, our marketing company. And I think that you've been awesome with 
just giving us some advice from a, a business owner perspective, from a just overall business practice perspective. And I, and I believe me, I appreciate all the advice you've given us on that end. But one thing that I wanted to ask you, too, is I was talking to uh, Rachel earlier, right before we started recording this. And I, you know how I am. I, I like to just ask point blank questions and kind of get, oh, get, yeah. get a response out of people. So I, I, I said to Rachel, I said, Rachel, what do you think, uh, what makes Dewey fun to work for? How is, how is working with Dewey every single day? And one of the things that she said was that you'll really always um, not only challenge, but really ask her for in, her input, really ask her to give her advice, her opinion, and her ways of how to improve and how Great Lakes Wealth can get better. You know, And I think that that's something where you as a business owner and as with Great Lakes Wealth, I would assume that you would say this right now here on the podcast as well, that that's one thing you probably really emphasize is empowering your employees and, and really making sure that it's a true team effort because that's something as Kyle and I are really trying to uh, you know we're, we've been hiring we've been expanding more and I think that from your perspective that is big I would assume to have that true input that advice and that empowerment to your employees well that's also key it's key for several reasons I didn't mean to pull this cliche out but from when I you are your man of cliches I know (laughs) but some podcast listeners who know my early days in the business uh, if they worked at the firm that I worked at you would have heard this before but no one has a monopoly on ideas Hmm. no one has a monopoly on ideas you just pull these cliches out of your hand this one goes back again this is going back some years he doesn't even have his computer in front of him ladies and gentlemen this is just off the information right there I'm totally yeah. going right from the brain with this one. <laughs> so that so a um, again the, the more you know right they call it collective right the collective group is stronger than the individual right and so a uh, because someone may have a better answer so just on its on a surface simple but. B, more people will have an expertise that you don't. You, again, both being a a few years younger, maybe you're more in tune with something that I'm not, just purely based on age, right? Older folks typically have more experience, and there's another one for your bogey. Um, They say that, uh, what do they say that, uh, what do they say? Age is wasted. Age is just a number. Oh, I know. I know. Age is beauty. No, change. Oh, wait, no, that's not it. We're going to delete this. We're going to start with the cliche is youth is wasted on the young, right? Is that what it is? Don't don't waste your age on youth or something like that. That's a Mad Men quote right there. One of my favorite shows. I love that. Youth is wasted on the young. Uh, but uh, but no, so again, there's something that you get just with age about wisdom and those types of things, but an expertise in this office alone, every employee has a separate skill set. Sure. Yeah. We don't have seven financial advisors or seven CFPs or seven yep. options trading strategists. Sure. We don't have seven of anything in here. See, um, see, but that's interesting though, and I don't I don't mean to cut you off, but there will be some businesses that will pigeonhole some employees. They'll be like, you were hired in to be this. And anytime you think outside of that, you know, parameter Stay or that in realm, your box, yeah, your lane. yeah, you, yeah. Ha- heaven forbid that you have an idea outside of that. And I, I think it is slowly starting to change. And, you know, I, we're a little bit younger. Sure. You know, you know, we have our ideas and all that, but you really do have to find what that specific person, what Rachel, what somebody else in this building might do well and be able to utilize that and expand because that's the only way to you know, diversify yourself and make yourself a better employee mm-hmm. and therefore a better business. Especially in this current climate where there are millions of unemployed people that were not 
unemployed five, six months ago. Mm -hmm. When we talk to potential candidates, uh, we tell them, like, listen, your expertise is in X, Y, and Z. So we're going to offer you a position in X, Y, and Z. If for some reason, you know, it's not a perfect fit here the way it should be, but if you have the work ethic or the ambition or the wanting to move to a different part within the company if things aren't working three months or six months rather than just say all right it's not working sure. sorry let's cut let's cut ties and, and part ways we absolutely say we want because we were growing and so we want good solid uh individuals that are then employees and then again are going to be the future you know leaders of our company if you will hey guys it's bogey i want to take a second to talk to you about dewey stefan and his excellent team at Great Lakes Wealth. Look, do you feel overwhelmed with managing your assets in today's financial world? I mean, think about the times that we're in here in 2020. Do you want financial freedom? Great Lakes Wealth offers Wall Street solutions with Main Street values. They sit down with you to develop custom financial solutions utilizing all of your assets, even your 401k. We build the future you want based on your goals and your dreams. That is what Great Lakes Wealth is all about. Thinking about you, thinking about your family, and thinking about your future. Simply go to greatlakeswealth.us to schedule an appointment today. They offer better investments, better service, and a feedback guarantee. Okay, a feedback guarantee. Your road to financial freedom starts at greatlakeswealth.us. Please visit greatlakeswealth.us or simply give Great Lakes Wealth a call today. And all right, I got one more for you, too. As I know, we were talking earlier about your Wall Street solutions, Main Street values. And I wanted to ask one more thing about that as we're talking about your business structure, your employees, all of that. But how do you go about servicing and handling clients in terms of I think that that nowadays everyone feels like sometimes they are a number. And I, I, I believe that I think that especially with all these big companies, everyone feels like they're just a number in line where they are going to get a service from company X and they feel like they're not a name, but they're more so a number. How do you balance that in terms of I feel like you guys do have that personal relationship with every single client where it is sure the big picture Wall Street solutions with Main Street values, but coming up with a way to serve and and help clients so they don't feel like just a number where you actually know them by name. I mean, that has to be huge just from a business standpoint. It is, and thank you. And we have not mentioned this on a prior episode. I was about to bogey, kind of make uh, Sully squ you know, squirm a little bit and say, what? <laughs> you didn't hear episode four or five? This is why we but, brought him on. I mean, this is I amazing. Hear, I listen to, I'm a P1. I listen to every second of every episode. <laughs> yes, I know. I, you know, I do know. You know that I do. Oh, I know that you do for <laughs> sure. So we've actually um, taken a service approach from two other experienced service companies, if okay. you will. One is called the Pareto Principle, and there's a company out of uh, Canada, I think, called... Um Pareto or the Pareto Group or whatever, yep. um, but we've been studying them for over ten years, and the wow. Pareto the Pareto principle. I know Bogey has it on the tip of his tongue, but it's all, it's commonly known as the eighty twenty rule. Okay. Right? So in business, eighty percent of your productivity comes from twenty percent of your you know your clients, your group, your efforts. Right. So in business or in you know in the world of anal analyzing your 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 productivity, it is focus on the 20% that you have and that creates 80% of your output meaning your results Does that makes some sense mm -hmm. okay the 80 20 rule so we incorporate that here 
along with something known as the Supernova Advisor. And this is a plug to Robert Knapp and his team that created the Supernova Advisor. He was a Merrill Lynch advisor, again, more than 10 years ago, I think, left to start this consulting group called the Supernova Advisor. And we take it very seriously here. And the Supernova experience is based upon working with clients proactively. So the majority of we think our competitors out there, they talk to their clients one of two ways. The client either calls in because they're either upset or super happy and probably more likely upset because <laughs> the market's crashing and I haven't heard from anybody for so long and what's going on. And that's and, understandable. I mean, it's your money. And, yeah. Right. And at the same time, again, the, the traditional ways of investment advising was just to have so many clients um, because that means you were you know, doing well. The more clients, the better. How many clients you got? I got 400. How many you got? I got 800. I got 2,000, baby. Okay. And mm-hmm. so we go the other way. And so uh, the Supernova Advisor basically is built on the principle that each advisor in a firm, and we have three advisors here now, and we're looking to expand for experienced advisors out there. But in our model through Supernova, each advisor can have a maximum of 100 households or 100 clients that they work with. Mm. Okay. And guess what? If you have a number of 100, you're working with them every single month with a check-in phone call sure. and the, yep. the system is called the 1242 12 months in a year yep. so just contact or talk to that client once a month 12 four of those are quarterly would be you know financial reviews actual mm-hmm. let's get out the pie charts and check it the check out the reports and then two would be in person Right, so twelve four two. Let's talk twelve times a year, once a month. Let's have four of those or quarterly uh, meetings, reviews, calls I love about that. the yeah. portfolio, yep. and then two of those can be in person. Except for now, it would be a Zoom meeting unless we're on the golf course six feet apart. Right? Correct. Sure. So yeah. I'll finish it real quick by saying, and the way it works and how it makes it simple is, if you have a ten hour workday. And you take an hour for lunch, so it's a nine hour workday with mm-hmm. your lunch. You follow me there, Bogey. Might be new to you to work that much. <laughs> I'm just trying to work as hard I'm as you just, do, dude. I'm right? just saying because again, I know on the uh, I know on the show you were on at 97 a ticket, it was kind of what was the two to six, like four Correct, hours. Yeah, that's all you did. <laughs> we did. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, no, no there prep was more preparation, but, you know, as opposed to just two to six. Okay? I got it for sure. I'm teasing for sure. Yeah. But so in our world, we we believe that if we have a maximum of 100 clients per advisor that we work with, and you can talk block off uh, time five hours in your day, 10 o'clock. 11 o'clock, uh, 12 o'clock, and then you know, two o'clock and sure. three o'clock. So, if you block off an hour, five a day, five days in a week is 25 times four weeks in a month is 100. So, we actually have it where, again, instead of going to your dentist and having a checkup every six months, yep. we just have a checkup every month, right? So, I love that. So, That's you're, great. you know, you'd be the third Tuesday of every month at 2 p.m. And so, most of our clients love it because yeah. they just know that they can take notes and make notes and we'll be checking in with them. Um, something always comes up where um, either they are vacationing and they'll skip a, a month or somebody here, you know, is... Um, ill or just isn't necessary to have that call. So we don't actually do all 12 most of the time. But it's on the schedule. It's right. pre-scheduled. It's yep. proactive checking in, right? And then, um, so with that, um, you end up having uh, deeper relationships with your hundred and you're working with them rather than, I hate to say, you know, going out into town and trying to find another client. We work with what we have here first. And then if someone else wants to come on in and join our family, we want to make sure that it's a fit both ways. It's not just based on how much money you have to invest. And if you're a big shot, it really comes down to, you know, do, do we offer what you're looking for? Sure. 
Uh, well, look, we don't want to certainly, uh, you know, turn this into uh, what, what are Bogey and Sully and all of that doing. But, you know, this was something that, you know, we haven't been able to have, you know, Mike on the podcast just yet. He's been, you know, the producer, the uh, guy behind the scenes, making everything happen, making us sound good, as he would like to say. Uh, but, you know, Mike, obviously, you know, this is a venture that you are going down here, you know, with myself, Brand 25, Metro Detroit Golfers. We're really excited about it. We've been doing, you know, a, a lot of work with you, Dewey and Great Lakes Wealth and you know this is something that we're really excited about kind of forging Diving into in you know full time here moving forward well think, I'd like yeah. to I'd like to interrupt for just it, please yeah. please yeah. okay so for the podcast listeners out there that don't know <laughs> both uh, Bogey and Sully come from radio they both come from 97.1 The Ticket different shows at different times during the day. Did I get that correct so yes, far? Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then we've had a relationship for quite some time. And then as, you know, the world changes or the more things change, the more they stay the same or whatever that cliche is, um, we brainstormed, got together. You two started Brand 25. Am I right? Yep, absolutely. And then said, Dewey, let's collaborate and do a podcast with Great Lakes Wealth, co-hosted and produced by Brand 25. Yep. And so with that, um, for the podcast listeners that don't know, you know, the Sully background and the Bogey background, please spend a few minutes, you know, introducing yourselves. Thank you, To Dewey. the rest yeah. of the uh, worldwide audience that we have. No, I love that. You can check it out, Brand25Media.com. Thank you for that. That was a very uh, impressive <laughs> I can't wait. You to made us sound better. I yeah. want some chapstick <laughs> no, and, and, and some hand sanitizer and, one thing you'll and notice, some Pro-V1s. You'll notice on Brand 25 Media that Great Lakes Wealth is one of the very first uh, clients that we have up there in terms of uh, who we've enjoyed working with. But Product placement. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I think that's that's been the main <laughs> thing where even now more than ever, I think that especially during, there you go, get that pen right, especially during COVID and especially what the world is at right now, um, I think every business, every company realizes that they have to be online. They have to have an online presence. They have to be on social media. They have to fo focus on their digital presence. And I'm not going to bore you with numbers, but I do feel like, you know, any number you look at right now, especially one that we always seem to, to look at and point to, is that 90% of people admit that they look up a company online before deciding to do business with a company, i.e. Great Lakes Wealth. What are they going to do? Before they make any decision, they're going to go online to Google or to Instagram or to Facebook and search Great Lakes Wealth. And I think that's where we've been really able to help companies out where... We're able to come in and, and be that digital media branch of the company and help them with those areas, help them with their social presence, their online presence. And that's been really not only just awesome building a business, but really fulfilling to see some of the success stories we've had with helping companies build, helping companies with that online presence, whether it's through a podcast, whether it's through social media management, whether it's through SEO, whether it's through uh, website design. There's been a, ver a variety of subjects that we've been able to help with. And, and I think that, Kyle, I know you agree with me on that. That's been the most fulfilling part of it where we can really step in without a company having to pay someone a, a full-time salary and benefits and all this, but they can have us come in and be that, that partner to, to help with that stuff. Yeah, and, you know, this was something that uh, it just kind of started with us having a conversation, and, you know, over the last uh, almost year, you know, we just kind of said – well, you know what, we'll, you know, just, just start something, you know, we'll see where it goes, you know, and we'll, we'll partner on a few things and, you know, let's help a few companies out. And, you know, this was, I, I kept calling it our, our side gig for a few months there. And then all of a sudden yeah. things just kept progressing and we kept, you know, getting, I think a little bit better at what we were doing and, and specializing in certain things, obviously, you know, the golf uh, courses and management and things like that have been MDG, huge for us, yeah. but, but it really has been a little bit of, of it all. And, and I think that's been the, the most exciting part, you know, obviously partnering, 
uh, with you and Great Lakes Wealth has been exciting. This has been, been awesome. You know, a, a world that. I'm not all that familiar with. I know Mike. Mike's an expert on, on the financial world. He really is. You yes, know, at least according yeah, to, quite like according to him. Yeah. No, no. But according to me, I am. Yeah. In all reality, though, learning you know things about different businesses and how they operate, and you know how we can potentially come in and help them, uh, and you guys has been. It, it, it's been a lot of fun, and you know we've been able to take it now and turn it into this this full time thing, and and we're really excited about what the future might hold. Even being able to you know from the when we first talked, remember we were talking about helping you with some social media stuff, which I know Rachel and everyone does a great job with here helping you with some digital stuff. But then we kind of really brainstormed and talked about the podcast and really, you know, just doing that to help with, with you and help your current clients stay updated, help anyone who might be potentially interested in Great Lakes Wealth be, uh, you know, have a, have a resource here to, to kind of kind of help them make their decision. I think that's been awesome. And, and we obviously appreciate your uh, your support. And, and not only, and I, and I mean this sincerely, not only from you, you know, having us do your podcast, having us help with that, but also the advice that you've given us on the side, even some of the non-podcast stuff that we're not going to officially mention Dewey's advice because (laughs) not that it's bad at all because it's great, but, but there's been so much advice. My point is that you've given us off the air that has been really meaningful to us in terms of just that that advice as a friend, you know, to to help things to, to pay attention to, help to. Build what our to look company, out for. to help yeah. pay attention to stuff, and and I think you know we appreciate that, Dewey. It's been awesome. Words from the wise. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> With the thumbs up. Right, yeah, right. yeah Two I love thumbs it. Thumbs up. That's it. Get <laughs> love to that. it. Yeah. Get to it. Yeah. Well, I, I, I'm I'm so excited for you both. Um, you as we say in this podcast, we're just getting started. Yep. You're just getting started for sure. And another cliche, drinking out of a fire hose, uh, controlled chaos, whatever you uh, deem (laughs) it to be, um, one day at a time. Seriously, you just got to take like that elephant, bite one at at a time. Yeah. Um, But we're excited for our collaboration to just uh, become more, um, you know, more complex and detailed. And, uh, you know, proud of you guys for what you started. Thank you. uh, We're uh, looking forward to being a part of the ride. And looking forward to getting back on the golf course again soon, too. Yes, we're not even going to talk about the details. I'll of tell you, no, no, Dewey is a college golfer. He has a good swing. He, he, I love how when Dewey gets out on the course, he takes it seriously. He wants to play well, but he also loves to have fun at the same time, which I love. Good day for having fun, fun, not not worrying about the game so much. And and we will do it again soon, onward. There's no doubt. All right, uh, that'll do it for episode 13. We don't want to turn this into, you know, too much about us or anything like that, but we look forward to uh, having Sully on uh, the podcast a little bit more here moving forward as opposed to just being behind the scenes. I think we have a a, a great episode with the... the, uh, Oh, oh, I am very much looking forward to that episode. Dewey might kick me out. Are you? I don't know if you're looking forward to it or not. Opinions on the options. Back to the financial part. Um, next week will be a new month, September first. Crazy, and we're really excited to get into September. There is that old adage, uh, you know, stay away from Wall Street until after Labor Day. That's coming up the following week. But um, and then the election, not too far after that, which always factors into the stock market, seemingly big time. That's a whole right the election yep. cycle. So yep. um, uh, we were uh, blessed to be able to kind of you know not go too deep in anything today, I guess, and so we're gonna. Get into it next week. Roll up the sleeves and a lot to cover. So come back and listen. Stay tuned. And as always, we're just getting started. 
opinions expressed in this program are for general information purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or any specific security. It's only intended to provide education about the financial industry. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult your financial advisor prior to investing. Any past performance discussed during this program is no guarantee of future results. Any indices referenced for comparison are unmanaged and cannot be invested into directly. As always, please remember investing involves risks and possible loss of principal capital. Please seek advice from a licensed professional.